What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 276. I'm really Jeff James. <laughs> With me, as always, the incredible, unobtainable Eric. How are you, my man? Enrique. I mean, today? maybe, maybe not as always. But. Not as always, no. <laughs> I was just trying to see if I could, uh, you know, kind of kind of confuse the viewer for a second or the yeah. listener. And be like, Who's this? Um, no, Eric returns to help us out graciously. Yeah, we're going to be gracious Eric. Yes, That's your name. triumphant return. Gracious Eric. Gracious <laughs> Brody. Gracious Eric. Gracious Eric. <laughs> Selfless Eric. Selfless, beautiful. <laughs> no, maybe, uh, maybe no. It's, it's it's great to have you on the show, dude. Uh, we're really happy that you can, uh, yeah, can help out from time, time to time, and um, it's just great having you on. Um, so we're going to talk through a bunch of stuff today. I mean, we've got a, a, a good amount of um, little news pieces that all kind of add up and all matter. Um, and uh, I'm kind of stoked to go through some of them. Uh, but before we do so, if this is your first time listening to this podcast. You can find us live on YouTube and Twitch every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern, the King God time zone of them all. Uh, and you can also find the audio version of this podcast uh, where you can find all podcasts. That's Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on there. You can find that uh, going up real, real, real early um, on uh, Friday morning. So you get that f- uh, to celebrate Friday, which tomorrow... It's Friday, which is exciting because Fridays are great. We love Fridays here. Uh, and uh, yeah, and beyond that, you can follow us on social um, at Diggity Podcast. Uh, you can get onto our Spawn Camp Discord. The link is below on the YouTube page, as well as in the show notes for this episode. If you're listening to the audio version on Friday, as we call it. And uh, yeah, it's a great place. Great, great place to hang out. There's not many things free left in this world. In fact, most things cost more money nowadays. This is not... <laughs> This is free. And there's also a great community on there from everything talking about video games, talking about F1, talking about what the hell we ate, talking about what we wish we ate, a bunch of cool stuff on there. There's cool people. It's a good time. It's constantly growing. So join that Discord uh, and uh, and jump in there with that link below. My Not to mention bets. the freshest and dankest memes on the yes, there are Yes, there are extremely fresh and dank <laughs> memes as well. That is a very good point, Eric. It's a fantastic point, my friend. Um, but with that being said, again, thank you. If you're returning to listen to this show, please consider leaving a review after the podcast. It helps our audio version of our podcast really make a difference out in the world in the interwebs. And we like to see our proud little baby boy grow. That's what we do here. Just proud parents. Um, but let's jump into the first uh, piece of news, my man. Let's uh, let's talk about this one. PS5 hits 25 million units, but Sony gaming profits fall 49% due to rising costs. So the electronics giant shipped 3.3 million PS5 units during the three months ended September 30th. And it said, which is the exact same figure it managed during the same period last year. So demand hasn't died down at all. In fact, they probably still can't keep up with demand, right? Uh, that brings total PS5 console sales to 5.7 million for the first half of the physical year of 2022, which is far short of Sony's unchanged target of 18 million by the end of its current fiscal year in March, 2023. Wow. Speaking during an earnings call on Tuesday, Sony said PS5 sales were going according to plan and that it believed it could still achieve its 18 million Itch. sales target. The company manufactured 6.5 million consoles during Q2 
it claimed. While Sony's Game and Network <gasps> Services division reported Q2 revenues of 720.7 billion yen, which is about 4.8 billion dollars, up 12% year over year in a record Q2 in terms of Japanese yen figures, profit fell significantly though by 49%. And Sony said its decline in gaming profits was due to an increase in game development and acquisition costs including its purchase of Bungie, as well as a negative impact of foreign exchange rates reflecting a high ratio of US dollar costs. Mm-hmm. So, it's hurt, hurting everyone. Do you think really? that they're going to be uh, the question to you Eric is do you think that they're going to be able to hit this 18 million units given the fact that we still have supply chain issues out there in this earth and this world and let's be real too shit's just getting more expensive or if it isn't getting more expensive it's staying at the expensive level it's at and it's just like a slow bleed from everybody yeah yeah definitely uh i i can look at it in two different ways right because it's we are entering into black friday season uh yes season so uh obviously definitely will boost their numbers but like you said a 6.5 or 5 Five million at this point in time mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is quite a bit away from the 18 yeah. million target right so that's i don't they know got, if, they got march march 2023 is when they need to hit that 18 yeah. so that's what is that five five months uh yeah about, about five months yeah they're not gonna away. hit that shit yeah i it's i don't think christmas or uh boxing um sorry black friday is gonna boosted that <laughs> yeah, boxing but, day. Well, maybe boxing day too i mean fucking oh, throw that in there yeah, hey, yeah you know this is worldwide yeah, sales i know i've i've bought things on boxing day like uh consoles and whatnot but i uh yeah no way i don't think we'll, we'll uh, they'll be able to reach that those targets and see where anybody supply shooting. chain issues that is oh, everywhere the down the chain from the start of COVID whoa, whoa, and up until now and continuing into uh 2050 uh we'll <laughs> We'll have the, these issues, uh, so that's, yeah, yeah. that's the reality we live in at this point. Cool. I'm moving on to more PlayStation news, and I totally agree with you, Eric. Uh, PlayStation Plus games catalog for November 2022 has been revealed. So there's 20 games in total, ranging from JRPGs to tactical shooters. So here's the list. PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium November 2022 games. The Elder Scrolls V uh, Skyrim Special Edition for PS4 and PS5. Tom Why Clancy's not? Rainbow Six Siege, right? It's got to go on something else. PS4 and PS5. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Odd World. Uh, Soulstorm Enhanced Edition. PS4 and PS5 run, version. Run. Tom Clancy's The Division 2 PS4. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint PS4 version. Chorus, the PS4, PS5 version. What Remains of Edith Fitch uh, for the PS4 version. The Gardens Beneath PS4, PS5. Earth Defense Force World Brothers for PS4. Earth Defense Force Rain PS4. And Oni Chambaro Origin for PS4. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking getting it back there, dude. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My wife is getting very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Then uh, PlayStation Plus Premium Classics for November 2022. This was kind of interesting. Ratchet and Clank PS3, Ratchet and Clank 2, Going Commando PS3, Ratchet and Clank Up Personal PS3, Ratchet and Clank Deadlock PS3, Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction PS3. She's fucking dying bad there. I'm dead, dude. She's like, <laughs> she's just like just, freaking yeah, out. She's freaking out. I just muted. 
myself. Um, so that's fine. Yeah, keep your hand on the mute button. That's fine. Um, so I mean, I guess the Sorry, coolest thing on here is the PlayStation Plus Premium Classics. To me, the Ratchet and Clank. There's some cool stuff in here, like see Kingdom Hearts. To see all of those Kingdom Hearts is is really neat. Um, I've never like gotten too crazy about Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, but this is huge. This is great for PlayStation Plus. I mean, these are all great. I uh, Rainbow Six Siege is huge. I mean, I I think it was already free though. I, maybe maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I I for some reason I thought Rainbow Six Siege was already free to play, but um, Tom Clancy's titles. I mean, Skyrim is a classic. That has to be. Oh yeah, literally everything under the sun. Yes, it um, must be. It's got to be like a toaster. Like I think a big, a big part of these is the premium classics. I uh, the, the pretty much the whole entire Ratchet and Clank series, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, my apologies if I am incorrect, but uh, yeah, I mean this is a great list for for November. Uh, it is missing a couple of games. It is missing a couple of kids. I I didn't yes. think I thought there was probably a couple more, but uh, yeah, yes, wasn't, wasn't exactly. But sure. it's it's fine. They're they're really good ones. Um. Yeah, I, this is great. You know, this is I like. Let's not kid ourselves. PlayStation Plus Extra, because that's that's what gets you to these games. Um, it's not the greatest. I mean, it's 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 not a Game Pass level, but this is definitely going to help. Mm-hmm. But the the question always is, how long are these going to last on there? Because my big thing, right? The the great advantage that that Microsoft has, and I guess it'll slowly happen with Sony as well with these acquisitions that they're making and and all that kind of jazz, but. Like when Microsoft puts up like a day one release up there, like it's there forever. Yeah, like it's not going I mean, away. Like eventually, Kingdom Hearts will go away off of mm-hmm. the subscription thing, which is fine. It's probably be like I don't I I don't think we, anyone's ran the average cycle for games on because I think it's it's probably all different. But I think it's like eight months, eight nine months, something uh, like that, me, and then they cycle through check. and try to get another person because you wouldn't want to do it every six months for the year because then someone can jab out for another six months you'd want to be doing it like in like these weird awkward quarters i think or billing periods like oh a billing period's about to end release a cool game (laughs) in the hopes that people stick right to that next month um yeah i'm not seeing anything specific just i'd be interested in like seeing what that data is like what that says like how long on average something stays up there accessing any uh video game companies data or producers data would be fantastic to look at um, yeah, I'd be interested in uh, Blizzard's data on Overwatch right now, but uh, ooh, <laughs> uh, that is uh, neither. Yeah, that's there. never coming out. Nope, that's nope. never coming. And out. And their their excuse they're playing on is uh, that they're being potentially acquired by Microsoft, so they're not sharing details. Yeah, bullshit. Um, <laughs> one last uh, Sony esque um, story uh, before we move on to the rest of them. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, PS5, PS4 reviewer was threatened over a lower score. So Twitter trolls uh, should be <laughs> just bad people. So um, in his review, Bae Sang Hyun awarded the game a 6 out of 10, where he criticized the title's father-son narrative device and ultimately compared the sequel to DLC. However, with the review being written in a different language, some of the context was lost, and its translated open critic synopsis has since been revised to better reflect the author's original intent. But unfortunately, that didn't prevent trolls from attacking the reviewer on social media. Bae Sang Hyun... Um, share one of the messages he'd received, which include references to his nationality, personal appearance, and ability, included with a death threat. Please don't do this. 
No. Basically, Hyun said, it's so heartbreaking. I can't do anything else. I ask you politely, please just enjoy your game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you love the game, don't fucking get mad at other people that say it's bad. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. We've read a machine translated version of the IGN Korea review. And while we obviously don't agree with the author, it's interesting to see a different opinion. Nevertheless, the game is one of the highest rated releases on Metacritic this year and is going to sell millions and millions and millions of copies. Um, yeah, don't be a douche. Like, don't don't be an asshole out there. Like, if someone has an opinion, I mean, just like, just be like, I don't agree, and just move on. You don't have to like sit there and and just be a massive asshole. I do want to talk about this though. Now that we're talking about God of War. Who the fuck on Team Sonic decided to launch Sonic Frontiers the same time as God of War Ragnarok? Not that it was ever going to take off at the same level ever, you know, and it's a Sonic game. Let's be fucking real. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, what the fuck, dude? I I don't know. This always happens, though. There's this this huge release and... uh, some other company that releases their game and it's it's like just the worst timing they could possibly have and i mean terrible time i i i know you're not too interested in in the sonic game i fucking hate sonic i hate him he's the laziest character in the world but uh yeah sonic frontiers is is probably not uh might might take a hit from from this ring rock i mean maybe people who play sonic don't like god of war who knows? Maybe there's no. Yeah, I don't uh, know if there's much no, tie maybe over. Maybe there's no Venn diagram there. You think there's crossover uh, there from the Venn diagram between Sonic uh, lovers and, uh, and, and God of War? I mean, there's a lot of people that play God of War, but like. Yeah. I think a, a lot of people are holding that for player. PC version too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, will, that's is probably... that going to take, you know, <laughs> three years, <laughs> four well, years? It, well, like, certainly it wouldn't be as long as, obviously, the original because... I guess not, so- yeah. Sony's been more sort of upfront with putting games out on Steam and stuff like that. They uh, do want to so- sell consoles, though. Yes, they do want to sell consoles, and I don't know if it's going to be a year. That's probably the... at least the most... Uh, the best bet, yeah. Best bet. Uh, it's probably might be even more than that so uh yeah unfortunately you're gonna have to hold out for for some god of war uh, yeah, on, on, PC. on your pc but uh in the meantime i am hoping to dive in this weekend to uh, nice get, to get some hours in into that yeah uh, that story i'm so stoked well for moving from one topic which i hate sonic to another let's talk about stadia real quick little PSA here, and then it actually ties into a Kojima story, actually. So Google's begun sending out refunds for Stadia purchases. So listen up if you're a Stadia owner so that you can get your refunds for your games and stuff like that, which I'll give credit to Google on this. I was not expecting them to do this. I was expecting them to be like, yeah, well, fuck you. That's kind of how it works. Like (laughs) they're in the cloud. They're gone forever. You never really owned them. We're not going to refund you. It's kind of cool. So kudos on that. But back in September, Google announced that it would be shutting down Stadia Cloud Gaming Service in early 2023. And at the time, Google also announced plans to refund all game purchases made on Stadia since launch. And now those refunds are starting to roll out. So Stadia is shutting down on January 18th, 2023. Very close. It's crazy that we're going to be in 2023 soon. Holy crap. Um, The Stadia store is already offline. And Google's also stopped charging for its Stadia Pro subscription service. While Stadia Pro subscribers won't get a refund, 
any game purchases made through Stadia will be automatically refunded. The funds have begun going out this week, but due to the number of refunds that have been issued, it could take several months for all of them to be cleared. So if you don't see something, I mean, just wait like three months. Several usually means about like three or four. <laughs> this yeah. means seven. So just wait about like three or four. But due to this, Google's asking that Stadia customers refrain from contacting customer support regarding game refunds. Google says its customer support agents will not be able to expedite refunds for customers, so it wants customers to avoid contacting about Stadia funds until January, at which time the vast majority of refunds should have been sent out. So there you go right there. You should be receiving some yeah. stuff by January. They're going to have their hands full. Uh, they are literally... Yeah, it's a big grave for this. Every- everyone on the platform get on Google for doing that. So I think last time I was on, we actually even talked about Stadia and uh, that they really Yeah, I think we did, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, I mean, it's fantastic. It's very unexpected in today's world. You you almost expect a company to be like, yeah, well, sorry, you're you're fucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, get on the Last uh, piece of PSA here. Customers who made 20 or fewer game slash DLC purchases on Stadia will get individual emails for each refund. Those who bought more than 20 games on Stadia will get one emailing detailing all the refunds at once. It's kind of confusing, but whatever. Uh, if a refund can't be sent to the original payment method, then Google will contact those customers again to set up an alternative. So it's good. They really want to actually pay you back, which is great. I think that's yeah. that's fantastic. And we'll see where it goes from there. But Eric... That Stadia news leads us, my man, into a story about Kojima, which is kind of fascinating. Tell me the the connection here. Okay. So Kojima has rejected, the big core story is a ridiculously high acquisition offer so that he can stay independent, which is Mm. quite noble. So um, on his most recent podcast, Kojima admits he's received multiple acquisition offers and he refuted rumors of his canceled Stadia game. Mm. Uh, given his close working relationship with Sony, there's speculation at one point that Hideo Kojima's studio, Kojima Productions, would be next in line to be absorbed into the company. That didn't happen, though, with Kojima saying at the time that his studio will remain purely independent forever. More recently, he's not only reiterated this pledge, but also revealed that he has routinely received ridiculously high offers to sell his studio, all of which he's rejected. He doesn't name any specific companies, but this does confirm that there are enough out there eager to bring Kojima and his team into their personal full deal. This doesn't say how much. I'm assuming like an ass load of money because it's Kojima. Certainly. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone Kojima has states, for- yeah, <laughs> Kojima states that he wants to only make games he's interested in making. Something he'd likely be unable to do if another company like Sony or Microsoft was calling all the shots from acquisition. He says, let me reiterate that we are indies. He said on the most recent episode of his Brain Structure podcast, we have no affiliations whatsoever and we are not backed by anyone. And every day, every day I'm approached by offers all over the world to buy our studio. Some of those offers are ridiculously high prices, but it's not that I want money. I want to make what I want to make. That's why I created this studio. So as long as I'm alive, I don't think I will ever accept those offers. Although he never directly references it, Kojima's decision is likely influenced by his time working at Konami where his Silent Hills projects was canceled and his name was removed from the packaging for Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, mm. It also uh, was suggested that at one point he was working with Google on a Stadia exclusive title as well, but it was ultimately canceled due to the platform shutting down. However, in the same podcast, Kojima addressed the claim and said that it's completely false, or at least that it didn't have anything to do with Death Stranding. 
The rumor that Death uh, Stranding, moreover, a sequel was in the works to be an exclusive title for Google is unfounded. And Phil Harrison ultimately rejecting that is quite impossible, he said. I've never once said anything to Phil about wanting to create a Death Stranding sequel. I don't know who pulled this kind of information from where. <laughs> the fact that he mentions former city boss Phil Harrison in my name does suggest he spoke to them about I something. No, no, it doesn't. Because the guy just knows who Phil Harrison is. Yeah. I mean, it's Kim. It, it, it's, it's, it's Kojima. He's going to fucking know who that is. We know who that is. We don't, I mean, I didn't do a deal with Phil Harrison, so I just know his fucking name. That's dumb. That's a dumb take on that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, not that I thought if there was one man on earth that was never going to sell, I thought it would be Hideo Kojima, and I'm just glad that that has kept to it. But did you know he's almost 60 years old? Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah, he's yeah. 59. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I, I was amazed did. by that. He gets more artistic with age, like like a fine wine, like a fine cheese, and paired and wine. with wine, paired, paired with, with well with wine, paired with a fine wine. Yeah, no, um, this is cool. I mean, he truly is like not to say that other studios aren't artists or anything like that, but like he yeah. is truly like an independent artist. And yeah, he's been burnt before, right? Just yeah, like well, I he's think, like yeah, I don't want to do that's this exactly shit again. It. I think that's exactly it. He has some trauma from. Well, he's these, also made a shit companies. ton of money. Yeah, he's and yeah, certainly being independent has made him successful. Yeah, he lost credit, like you said, from uh, from uh, the Metal Gear Solid games and canceled some of his projects. So why would he want that if he's doing perfectly fine on his own? Um, and I mean. To be an indie game studio in 2022 is is usually a pretty good thing. Uh, there's plenty of indie studios out there that do very well, uh, but oftentimes they get obviously scooped up by a, a bigger company. Yeah, yeah, good on them to stay stay independent. Yeah, sure. it's great, great to see. All right, next story, my man. Renowned uh, studio Ghibli teases a possible Star Wars project. This is kind of fucking crazy. This is wild, dude. I'd be pretty interested in, in seeing this. But basically, uh, earlier today on Twitter, Japanese animator Studio Ghibli released a short video simply showing the Lucasfilm splash screen at the start of their movies, followed by the Studio Ghibli pale blue screen that's also shown. The what tweet itself from the Japanese Ghibli account has no audio, no text indicating what they might be hinting at. Of course, the comments go wild with ideas of a feature-length Star Wars movie animated by Studio Ghibli, but there are some more reasonable ideas like some Star Wars vision shorts. You can view the tweet yourself on the old Twitter. And while Star Wars is undoubtedly the most popular Lucasfilm creation, what most people seem to be thinking, this is teasing. The storied studio also has other well-known properties. Indiana Jones, for example, Willow and Labyrinth could all be worked uh, um, as animated films by the studio. Um, but we'll just have to uh, kind of wait and see for now as to what's yeah. uh, what's going on. I mean, I, I'd be I'd be stoked for a feature length thing. I don't want short stuff. Yeah, I'm Not trying to think though. what I would want to see as a a Star Wars fan uh, as, uh, as a uh, <laughs> that was Clone Wars. Studio Ghibli. I mean, they've already animated Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, but I want it. Like, That's the in thing. Their style. I, mean, I want it in their style, bro. Certainly, you could. It would be fantastic in their style. Maybe they could expand upon it. They could. Uh, you could also. They could also expand on the completely missing canon 
version of Luke. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like but then they can't make four films that come out over the course of a decade. And forget the last three films because they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I whatever they do, man, they they do such a good job, bro. I don't even like I could see it being Indiana Jones, though. That would I I mean I think that'd be all, sweet. Any Luke any Lucasfilm title I will watch. So <laughs> it's uh I love Indiana Jones. I love freaking Star Wars. I love pretty much anything from them. So Awesome. Call me a big old nerd, but um object. Moving on, some big piece of news. Diablo four will allegedly allegedly launch in April twenty twenty three. So, and an additional rumor to this is that pre-orders will open next month for this. Mm. So we'll probably see something, hopefully. Yes. Kudos to Xbox Era Podcast and Windows Central for that rumor. Um, Both of which believe Diablo 4's tentative 2023 release window can be narrowed down to April with early access reportedly launching in February and pre-orders going live as early as January. It's kind of scary that we haven't really seen or heard anything about that game uh well we we did we did see some some stuff through the woodwork blizzard announced that it was conducting uh closed beta tests for players who spent significant time in diablo and game experiences Mm. that that, that leaked a while back yeah but like the fanfare like trailer no yeah like there has there, no yeah yeah ever since um my god what was it was it uh it was well was it was it game uh, summer game fest e- was it summer game fest or e3 i i can't remember oh, might have been or e3 was it blizzcon maybe it was at blizzcon they didn't have blizzcon i don't i don't i don't remember i don't but it was, know wasn't it even i don't, like I don't two, follow two blizzard that ago, much anymore over two years ago i i don't even remember no you, you're but, right i mean there, there really hasn't been like marketing it's been through like the the conducting closed beta test that was a leak and then the other piece that we saw was that there were diablo testers mm-hmm. that were testing it vigorously now because there was a there was a union strike well not a strike there was the the diablo testers wanted to form a union and so there's a mm-hmm. whole legal suit for that and that was another way that we could see like oh okay like they're getting pretty close because it yeah. like detailed how many hours they're putting in and stuff like that mm. yeah i mean but nothing for marketing, good. no. Good on, uh, good on unions, oh, shit, depending who you are, I guess. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm part of a union, so <laughs> I, I, I think they're they do all right. Now the rumor is also that it's thought more news will come during December's Game Awards, um, which that seems plausible in every sort of way. I mean, Jeff Kelly's been able to get a lot of stuff with that. Um. The awards are set for 8th of December, so just a couple weeks away. Not bad. Yeah. We should be able to kind of hopefully see that come through. Here's my real question, though. What if this doesn't – like, this has to hold up so high, bro. The standard of this it's, is it's gonna be like, so high. It's like cyberpunk standard almost. Like, everyone expected the most incredible game, like uh, thing to ever grace your eyeballs and <laughs> – it was a glitchy mess. 
unplayable mess. Uh, but I mean, not that Diablo will be that. But well, if if uh, if there are like degrees to this where it is glitchy or it's just not feeling as good, do you think that that's like? Throw Activision to the side because Activision's not going anywhere because of Call of Duty. But do you think yeah. that that's like a huge hit to Blizzard where that's like, okay, like you guys are are fucked now? Because Overwatch 2, they're yeah. not releasing numbers. We can use their own imagination and it's probably doing okay, but it's certainly had, uh, not doing what it's probably they thought it would do. The only thing we've seen is they have 30 or had 35 million players? Yeah, 25 million players. But what constitutes that? Somebody just downloads the fucking game. Somebody logged in, right? And plays it for, yeah. Like, I want concurrent users on a daily basis. Yeah. I love that that you can see that on Steam uh, for different games. but um, Yeah, yeah, it is cool for that. Blizzard Blizzard would be, would never do that. But, uh, yeah, I, like, with Overwatch 2's launch, and it being such a fucking mess and how it is now with its uh freaking monetization the way everyone and at least the people that i follow are super against that monetization i'm oh yeah i i mean the two of us hate the monetization it's crazy um it's ridiculous and the amount the cost of things and how long it takes to uh earn the actual money is incredible like you compare it to Fortnite, the this battle pass is nowhere near that caliber. But yeah, uh, if with that in October and then Diablo Four in April, let's say, like confidence in Blizzard is it and World Warcraft too. Yeah, but the expansion wasn't great, right? Has been going down, and they've been pushing this expansion. I and. I don't know many people that are still playing it. So like Blizzard is hurting real bad. And if Diablo four is a freaking flop, they're in a bad place. I think, I think for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, what else they have IP wise? They have Hearthstone. That's just getting a little incremental. Hearthstone, Starcraft is essentially dead, dead uh, for all we know. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think it still has an esports scene, but yeah, but there's uh, no, there's no, there's no updates. There's no new things. There's no planned. four. Yeah, there's no StarCraft three. Three, sorry, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, it's only ever been StarCraft two. They just came out with three expansions. But yeah, I don't think there's a StarCraft three planned whatsoever. If there is, you're gonna crap your pants. I will probably crap my pants, but <laughs> I freaking love StarCraft. <laughs> Oh, uh, awesome. I, I am a giant Blizzard nerd. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're in bad they're in bad shape if Diablo 4 is a flop. For sure. Cool. All right, moving on. Modern Warfare 2 premium expansion launches in 2023 equal to, quote, full release. So paid expansion for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is set to launch sometime in the year 2023 and is expected to be equivalent to a full premium release. In its third quarter 2022 press release, Activision announced that it is looking forward to building on its current momentum in 2023 with plans for next year, uh, including a new full premium release in the Blockbuster Annual Series. This is in contrast to what we was previously reported regarding the release of a campaign DLC in late 2023. 
three. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier shared his thoughts on the official statement from Activision, saying that the next Call of Duty game developed by Treyarch is set for release in the year 2024. And according to him, there will be a premium paid expansion for Modern Warfare 2 in 2023, and it will be developed by Sledgehammer. He had that the expansion is set to offer lots of new content, which is likely why Activision is treating it as a full release. We could probably expect it to be at least $60 for that DLC, which is kind of crazy. But again, if it's a full, like, you know, another whole campaign to it, so be it. Previously, Twitter user The Ghost of Hope, who has been a pretty reliable source for Call of Duty-related leaks in the past, has revealed that the latest entry in the series, Modern Warfare 2, will receive DLC for its campaign as well in late 2023. And they also say that this story DLC will be bundled with the paid DLC map pack that had leaked sometime earlier this year. Mm. And according to the leak, the aforementioned map pack will be made available as paid content a year after Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2's release and will feature a selection of classic maps. There's no word on the pricing of this campaign DLC and map pack that is said to be bundled and released as substantial year two content for the game. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, by the way, now is the best selling Call of Duty in terms of like the fastest selling. I've heard it's uh, just selling like hotcakes and uh, everyone in the Spawn Camp Discord has praised its campaign i think i think yeah everyone spoke spoke well everyone is pretty uh um and i think the guys are regularly um, yeah the the one big thing that's come up with a bunch of people is the ui and I got to experience that Brody's house the other day when I when I turned it on. I'm not a huge, not a huge Call of Duty. Wait, I got, so I, got I I don't have it, but I, I went and played it at Brody's house, and the UI is fucking trash. I mean, it and is I, it's bad. I'm a, I'm a big UI guy. I think you're a big UI guy. Yeah. When the when the the it's 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 literally called user experience. If the user oh, no. experience yeah, is UX, not UI, there, yeah. when, when the user experience is not there. Because the UI sucks, how the heck is it going to be so uh, satisfying? I mean, the game can be satisfying to play, but <laughs> I, do. I I don't know I when you have barriers like a UI. It just it, it's like the tiniest little thing that just adds up over time, and it's like ah. Well, Brody had a good point, and I was like trying to see what he was talking about, and I saw it was the um the guns he was like when you go into the gun menus it's like everything's transparent so you don't fucking know what you've unlocked and what you haven't and you go and you just select shit and you're like what the hell is going on and like the ui bro the fucking it's it's like it looks like windows 8 dude the way that it's all just all these squares and shit oh my god yeah in a grid and it just it's all over the place and actually shout out to this too because um, on sacred symbols, they brought up a good point, and it was like ten years ago, like something happened, and all That's the UI up. UX people in gaming, or most, not all, kind of like left, and we got stuck with like really dumb. We got stuck with either overcomplicated UIs that don't need to be complicated, mm-hmm. or we got lost with just shit tier UI. Yeah, I think design in general went through a big shift at at some point within the last five ten years. But there's a launch pad. Uh, part, and then part of that is that that is interesting that a lot of the like UI masters or uh, the the p- best people in the business sort of like just disappeared and or left the industry altogether. But and and then 
the intern was stuck with. Here, fix it. <laughs> Here, fix us because it needs to make us money in our store. Yeah. That's the other thing too, right? Just, is like just, the only saving grace is that all these games have microtransactions in them now. Mm-hmm. And so like my point to Brody was that not that not that in any way, shape, or form was it acceptable that the UI that came out for this game. But I said the one godsend we have with the microtransactions is that this shit needs to be efficient for people to purchase shit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will cause Activision to go, yeah, we need to change this shit up. Yeah, unless they only like the one optim- good thing. They only optimize the pathways to the store. That's oh, it. Oh, there's a good chance. <laughs> it's a very good chance that that is something that happens. You are, yeah, you, there's a very very good chance that that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to see. Yeah, but exactly. uh, I, one question um, before we tidy it up oh, here about- uh, that I have for you, sir, Back. is. Back. So we found the price out of uh, PS5 VR. You're not a PS5 owner yet. Not yet. No. Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually. <laughs> For the PS VR 2 with the price that you heard. And do you know do you understand the price or do you know yet or no? Um well Five, 549. You guys US. covered it. Yeah, 5 549. I I assume I just rounded up to 600 in, I my, do. in my head. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, would you would you pay for that? I mean, I don't know what that is in Canadian. Let's see what it. Let's see what the the Canadian yes! price is oh, first. I mean, I'll find that for you. You're like, oh god. F- 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 I mean, the the price changes like twenty five cents every day. I don't know. <laughs> That's a little seven forty nine Canadian. That's a that's a big no for me. I I've that's never salty. gotten into VR. Be, be, I just. First of all, don't really have the room for it, like just the way my house is set up. Yeah. But I just don't have a big interest in it either. It's um, I hear a lot or not a lot of people, but people who play VR, who like Mm -hmm. VR, really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I've got some I've got some people that I know that are like just fanatics about it. Yeah. Like one of the one of the podcasts that you listen to um, tested. Uh, a, a classic. Oh yeah, podcast. the tested dudes. The tested dudes, they love VR, and they constantly and they always talk about it. But the um, yeah, it's it's just uh, that short sort of shows like how hard it is to be successful in this VR space too, right? Because the general person is like, it's kind of a novelty item right here it's not really like oh this is the game you have to play and it's only in vr um granted <laughs> I uh, it picked you up anyway you should have just walked by <laughs> uh, that's awesome the, the um sorry i did lo- completely lost my train of thought now but yeah like it's completely sort of a novelty right now and there's mm. not that many games there are fantastic games for the vr there's uh i've heard uh she's what, what's the one i uh, always hear from um i mean beat saber obviously yeah it's i think that's some, like something the, that, re- the that really staple enjoys. right now yeah and it's but it's 
like the average person, how do you pull that person in there? And I don't think we are. I don't think you can. Like, I I mean, if you pull them in, it's going to be like, for me, the only thing that I, I think like I, I've been able to experience with the HTC five when it was coming out, it was experienced with a bunch of different VR tech. And I think the only one for me that would be attractive to go look at or get into would be the Oculus quest. And the reason for that is simply there's no wires. Like I just put the thing on my yeah. fucking face and just go. Yeah, it's like the, the, the wire for me is really like a, a setback. Yeah. Like what are you going to do? Strap a PS five and onto your back, onto a backpack and like run. Cables yeah. Like I said, the Brody, I'm going like to make a, something that people can put their PS five in. And it's just like a giant, like power. Just, bank. Uh, buy one of those Jackery battery banks yes. or something like that. Yeah. And, and like hang it, it off back. your strapped to your back and then like you can run for like death an stranding. hour play death stranding like you're actually carrying all the shit on your back yeah <laughs> the, yeah the 200 exactly. pounds of shit on your back it actually feels like i'm in the game <laughs> yeah no i uh that's like the only thing and yeah like you know beat saber is like the only thing i really want to play at this point i'm just not i'm not interested in it and that doesn't mean that other people aren't but yeah i just like i don't it, i don't yeah. see the i don't see it growing beyond Beyond that, maybe shit. Maybe in like another decade, like you know, wow, this gets really cheaper, you know, to make this stuff. Yeah. But it seems like it's not. It seems like it's like staying, staying pretty similar. And like, I, I, I don't even know if they're really losing money on this unit. I know that was discussed in our last episode. We're like, oh, they're probably losing money to get people to buy the games. I don't think so. I think they probably make some money on this unit, considering that they're mm-hmm. making some money, not a lot. Probably yeah. now with inflation, like 20 bucks, losing a 20, bit. 50 bucks uh, a unit or. Yeah. So and I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't see, think that they're losing a ton to try and make VR work because they're not like, they don't have to be the champion of the technology. Yeah. There's so many and other I, companies doing it. I think that's a fair assessment uh, just because I think the VR companies are, or at least I'd hope the VR companies are honest with themselves, knowing that they do have a smaller market. And yeah. they would they would be developing the technology so that they can sort of at least turn a profit to keep themselves going and continue continue developing. Yeah, because, and and the fact that like I don't see this getting cheaper because in a way the uh, VR technology is kind of on a cutting edge of the gaming. Like, and now that's like sort of constant. Uh, mm-hmm. constantly going forward so they're constantly pushing boundaries whereas ps5 is just like oh, okay well we uh we slapped a better graphics card in it and a better processor mm-hmm. and it looks better now <laughs> that's yeah that's I, essentially what it what it is right so yeah i think also for me too what's interesting and I could be totally wrong on this, but like the, the one company I think that was actually doing a really good job of trying to create a system that was really just focused around gaming for VR that didn't have to go to another console or anything else was Facebook or meta with the Oculus. And then they decided to go on this route of the metaverse shit and VR is taking on this thing where like, it's not focused on gaming. It doesn't have to be focused on gaming. There's so many other ways you could use VR in, in, in life. Uh, there's so many ways you use virtual reality in reality. Um, yeah. but the, 
the thing that was amazing to me is like they have Beat Saber, all this other shit, and then they start taking this path of like, yeah, and you can use it for like, you know, get into work and stuff, and and you know, you can see your colleague that you hate virtually now and can't get away from it all. Um, but for me, um, <coughs> oh my god, I just sneezed bad. Um, for me, what was crazy is you know they came up with a pro version, Oculus Pro, which I think is going to kind of like put a line in the sand between what's for like business and what's for like gaming. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of like the only company right now that's really pushing it. And like people are like, wow, oh, well, you know, what about the PS5 and like like PSVR VR2? I look at that as like just like that's just another way to play PlayStation games. Yeah. From like yeah. the outside consumer because it you're stuck with a fucking console. You've got to go spend 550 on a PlayStation and then 550 on the VR headset and you haven't even got a game. Yeah. And the, me and I, Brody were astonished when we talked about it last week where there's no launch game. Like, there, well, there's a launch game, but there's no like demo game included, like an Astros. Yeah. Like, what are as you a, doing? Here's a question for you. As a business, why would you invest in a VR headset? Like to me, I'm like, well, why don't I just have a Teams meeting? And I can just see them there. I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. There, there's, I, like, there's maybe some interaction you can do with, like, oh, look at this, look know. at this draft think, of this building that I made. And yeah, yeah. Like, I think it. if you're, I think if you're in architecture, or you're in, um, like, manufacturing. Yeah. Or you're working on like some really, you need to do some training for like manufacturing and stuff like that. I think it's a great way mm. to do it because you know otherwise that, your training that's... is like, you know, either running a line uh, inefficiently for quite some time um, mm. just to get people up to up to it or you get them training on that for a couple hours and yeah. then they're golden. Um, so I think like that's like that's a good use case of it. But like to stem it down to basically Zoom. And then we put like a fucking club penguin avatar for the for you there. Like I I don't yeah. understand why. Like I don't understand how we ever got to that. I can imagine it was like when people were on Zoom, like wow they're on Zoom, and like boy it really sucks looking at a real human's face <laughs> through, through a camera. What if we could make these really poor looking like Xbox 360 era avatars? Wouldn't that be great instead of like actually seeing our, our colleagues' faces and having a human touch when we haven't been able to see humans for the longest time in one setting? Like I, I never really understood um, what the ploy was there. And I think really a lot of it came down to social media companies like Facebook, for example. Facebook's dying, right? Like ad revenue is dying quarter after quarter after quarter. And then the other piece to it is like when people weren't able to go outside and do shit, they weren't posting shit on Facebook. Yeah, there was nothing to post because it was like, here's my liver. It was just all COVID For the 25th shit. time. Yeah, yeah, it was all COVID stuff. And people were like, nah, I'm not doing it. No, thanks. And yeah. so I think they just like, it just came boredom and they just thought the metaverse thing. And then like Web 3.0, you know, the metaverse, crypto, like we'll look back on this in a history book yeah. and we'll be like, man, we were really fucking stupid for... A, a solid for three quite years. a few years yeah <laughs> for like a solid uh, three to four years yeah it's and it's funny like for me personally the like the word or the name metaverse or meta just puts a bad taste in my mouth just like i don't know why they bro you they know how that. much money they spent right meta to do this like metaverse well, on the, for freaking 32 billion, billion 32 yeah, billion yeah jesus that's it's it's incredible. They the renamed amount. their company. 
for the metaverse. Their entire company who was evaluated, what was it evaluated like 200 or two, frick, I forget, 200 trillion or was it? That no, no, much? not 200 trillion. It's like, it's like, it's like 1.2 trillion or something like that. It, it was like, or was it evaluated at 2 trillion? Now it's at 1 trillion or something like, like it's I don't dropped know. I'll a check whole it out. trillion dollars, something like that. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Like it's evaluation has dropped like incredible amounts and it's, uh, it's, yeah, I. Has a market cap of half a half a trillion right now, five hundred sixty-two billion. Okay, yes. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's it was probably a trillion, and then yeah, it dropped like half a trillion, which is just a, enormous, an enormous amount of money that God. are essentially lost because they changed a name. Um. Wow. But. The future is VR, Jeff. The future. It's the future. Yeah. Well, I know. It's crazy. We went like VR, then we had AR, then we went back to VR now. Mm-hmm. It's weird. But anyways, we're going to wrap the show up. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at Diggity Podcast. Again, if you're watching the video version, there's an audio version of this podcast that goes live, or that goes live every Friday morning. Um, for the audio version on wherever you can find podcasts. If you're listening to the audio version, please leave us a review. It helps us greatly on the different platforms. And if you want to get in on the Spawn Camp Discord uh, community, you can do so by following the link in the show notes for the audio version um, in your podcast app or uh, through this YouTube video. Uh, So go do that. Join the Discord. Have some fun with some great people. Until next week, we will see you later. See ya. Bye. Nice, Eric. We did it.